You're listening to episode 11 of the Better Than Healthy podcast, the one where we talk about feeling your fullness. Welcome to the Better Than Healthy podcast, where I help you go beyond the numbers and rules you were taught about health to create the results that you really want, feeling better, consistently taking care of yourself and loving yourself more. I'm your host, Ashley Brathman. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. So I'm excited for today's topic today because I think it's one that people almost get nervous to talk about within intuitive eating because the anytime we start talking about not eating and stopping ourselves and feeling our fullness, I think a lot of times people's thoughts will go back to the times when they were dieting, when they were trying to stop themselves from eating for that purpose of changing their body or losing weight or for whatever their purpose was, even in being healthier with it. And it can bring back some of those thoughts of restriction, which is why I think we sometimes under talk about feeling your fullness, even though hunger and fullness are different sides of the same coin. They're both so connected and we should be talking about feeling your fullness more. And I think the reason that people will shy away from talking about feeling your fullness is because it can be intricate and sometimes it's when people can start to turn intuitive eating into more of like a hunger fullness diet if they start to think that they can only eat when they feel hungry and they have to stop when they feel full. And you may choose to do those things because it helps your body feel good, but there may be times where you want to eat a little something when you're not feeling hungry and it can become a restrictive thing if we aren't addressing the thoughts that we have from dieting or picked up from just a health and wellness culture that we have. So that's why we really want to pay attention to how we are thinking about it and the language that we're using around hunger and fullness. So that way we're just using it as information to help us feel our best rather than some rule we have to follow. This is also a separate principle from hunger and it comes later in the process because a lot of times we're taught different things about fighting our hunger within dieting and health and wellness, whether it's, you know, going for a walk instead of eating, whether it's chewing some gum to delay yourself feeling hungry and trying to trick yourself, or it's drinking water to increase the volume that's in your stomach to make you feel less hungry. There's so many different tips and tricks that we have been taught to combat hunger, which is why we really start there because sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get those hunger cues back when we've been ignoring them for a very long period of time. And when we try to start with fullness, we can sometimes get so focused on stopping when we're full that we're not necessarily paying attention to this fully. And we need to focus on hunger first. That way we can reestablish those different hunger cues and our awareness of them. But we do also want to start playing with when we feel full because Fullness has different stages, just like hunger has different stages. And you can look at them fully by looking at a hunger scale, which takes you through the different levels of that from like being extremely hungry to being extremely full. And this is also another piece that can take a little bit of time with feeling our fullness is because... I've worked with people and have followed diets myself in the past that told you to stop like when you feel 80% full. And I've worked with people who are afraid to let themselves get to feeling comfortably full and satisfied because they associate going beyond just feeling slightly full and that early signs of fullness with the fear of weight gain. And with that, they don't ever really allow themselves to get to the place of feeling comfortably full. Also because typically when I'm working with somebody who has that fear too, they've experienced the bouncing back and forth of like either they're not letting themselves get to a comfortable fullness 
or they associate getting to the full and satisfied with being the point where they would stop eating with a binge where they are feeling extremely uncomfortable because they're feeling full because they've had too much food than their body really wants at that period of time. So with the different levels of fullness, there is just feeling like that early stages of fullness. I'm not hungry anymore and I'm starting to feel a little bit full and like we could stop at this point but usually stopping at this point we get hungry a lot sooner than if we were to reach the place of feeling satisfied with our meal. There is also the stage of feeling physically full. So this is like our stomach does feel full and it's like we could stop eating, not be hungry for a little while but we're not fully satisfied with the meal. And then we have satisfaction, which is when we're physically full and have that mental satisfaction with our food. And then we can continue going beyond that and eating till we're feeling uncomfortably full or even stuffed. And we distinguish between those different ones because there is a sweet spot in that with feeling comfortably full, feeling satisfied with how much food we've had that can be a nice place to stop eating. But we want to be careful of how we are approaching that because we can make it our goal if we want to stop eating when we're at that point of being satisfied with our meal. But the point we want to be careful around is how we are approaching that because if we aren't addressing the mindset that we have gotten from dieting or just picked up, because we use this language a lot with a lot of things, is some of the language that we've already talked about, like the can'ts or the shouldn'ts or have tos, because it's easy to go to And where I see a lot of people struggle with trying to stop when they feel full is they're telling themselves like, I can't eat when I feel full. I shouldn't eat when I'm full. I'm not supposed to eat if I'm not hungry. And we have all these rules and that we tell ourselves about it. And some of them can seem beneficial, but the point we want to check in with is it's like, oh, I can't eat once I feel full. Makes me feel a little bit restricted in my body even right now as I'm saying it this is a rule, I'm not supposed to do this. And then I start with that, I would feel bad eating over that and be focused on stopping eating from a mental point. Because a lot of times we are taught to be very intellectual about our bodies versus combining our intellectual with how our body feels. And that is a piece that is really missing in a lot of dieting is and of that mindset of a healthy lifestyle is so often we're trying to use the science and information we know over how our body feels. And and we can use those in conjunction because we don't want to ignore like the facts and what science is telling us about food and about our bodies. But when we are approaching it fully from that intellectual point, we like disconnect from how our body is feeling. So when we are telling ourselves that we have to stop at a certain point, it can disconnect us from how we are physically feeling because we think that we have to reinforce that rule of I have to stop once I feel full versus leaning into trusting ourselves that if I'm full, this is where my body feels best, I can naturally decide to stop eating at that point without a rule around it. Because here is where it can get a little bit more diet and like that hunger fullness diet is when we are telling ourselves that we have to stop when we feel full, it can bring on some of that mental restriction around food that has led to some of like the binges and the overeating. Because then we can really focus on like, I have to stop eating, I have to stop eating versus I want to stop eating. 
And that is such a small difference, but it really will impact how we are feeling about stopping because what we are thinking is creating how we're feeling about it and impacting our mindset and our approach to it. Because if I just think like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to stop eating now versus I have to stop eating now, it feels so different in my body. And if you play around with how that feels to you, you may notice a difference. You may have to play even more. It might not be the words that I'm saying in the language that I'm using that works for you which is why it's about figuring out and playing with what works for you. But with the goal of intuitive eating, it's really about, at least the way I always approach it and use it for myself, is that connection with our own body to support our body to feeling our best. It really truly is a self-care framework and this belief in that we can really trust ourselves with food. And I wanted to plug here that now that I've been practicing intuitive eating and built a lot of awareness around how my body feels with certain amounts of food, with certain types of food, and I have a lot of awareness, it truly is just a split second decision. But years ago when I was first learning intuitive eating, it did take a few more minutes and the extra awareness did feel like more work. And I like to just say that because intuitive eating eating, once we learn it, can be very easy and based on our intuition and it can feel very easy and effortless. But in the beginning, there is a learning curve to it that does not feel very intuitive or eating because it's the opposite of how we've been doing things for so long. So the awareness I have now that allows me to have those split second decisions about food It took building the awareness through getting it wrong. So it took me stopping before I was completely full and satisfied and being like, oh, I guess I'm not satisfied with food yet. And it took me sometimes overshoot how much I actually wanted it and feeling slightly uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, okay, this is too much. And then next time I have that information for like, okay, how's my body feeling right now? If I eat this food, how is it going to affect that? And it's just something I know. Now, but in the beginning, it took that playing around with it and that willingness to get it wrong, which is why I usually call it playing around with food because it gives us a little bit more freedom of like, we're not trying to get something perfectly right. And it's okay if we're not doing it the way we expect to do it because we're just building that awareness, which takes time and takes getting it wrong sometimes. So I just want to normalize that, of course, there's going to be a lot of stumbles in the beginning because we're not going to be perfect with this. I mean, even now, sometimes I still overshoot or undershoot. It's just I have a lot greater awareness and it's a lot fewer times where that is happening. But I just want to normalize the stumbles and the mistakes because we can have a very big aversion to failure or getting things wrong or if like we overeat all of a sudden being like oh I guess this isn't gonna work for me and we can throw in the towel really quickly and that a lot of that comes from the different experiences we've had and of wanting to prevent ourselves from feeling disappointed about it not working after having so many attempts of different things that didn't work long term for us but that just just a desire to protect yourself which makes sense But that desire to protect yourself is actually keeping you stuck in a place where you don't want to be. Because if you're listening to this and you want a deeper connection with your body, that comes from playing around with this. And it comes through with moving through some of that discomfort that we may feel emotionally by also just learning how to experience those emotions. Okay. The next part of feeling your fullness is one that I'm really passionate about because I really think that we don't talk about this enough. And I think that's somewhat because of the aversion I was talking about to using fullness as a type of diet and the emphasis on hunger and not restricting ourselves, which makes sense because of all of the rules that we have been taught about dieting and healthy lifestyle changes, which 
a lot of times prioritizes trying to reduce your calorie amount, so not eating when you feel full and delaying hunger in a lot of cases or finding ways to like get work around it. So it makes sense that we have a little bit of aversion to this. But if we want to get to the place of feeling that truly trusting relationship with our body, it means honoring those fullness cues. Doesn't mean what and, and it's bringing this in at whatever pace works best for you. But I think this is so important to talk about within feeling your fullness is we hear a lot about honoring the days when you feel extra hungry because our bodies don't necessarily run off a strict 24-hour cycle. There are some things that we do, but we have the our bodies have the ability to store calories and some nutrients for long periods of time, which means if our body is storing extra calories and it's saving those to use later, if we have a constant supply of food, we're never dipping into those stores. And now I'm not saying to not eat if your body is feeling hungry, but there are times where your body may regulate how much food you're bringing in if you've brought in a lot of bigger calorie amounts because it's regulating those stores because our body naturally does that to maintain weight especially with the time period that we're moving into right now because at the time I'm recording this we are a couple weeks away from Thanksgiving in the states and all of the holiday season and around the holiday season typically there's a lot of extra food or larger meals we put a lot of emphasis on how no matter how much food you ate yesterday, your body needs to eat today. And that is true. But if your body is giving you cues that you are extra full, it's okay to honor that. I'm not saying this from an intellectual point that you look back and be like, okay, yesterday I did eat all this food, so I should be eat less today. I'm saying if you wake up the next day after eating a big Thanksgiving dinner, or maybe even multiple meals, or you maybe even having a couple of events over a couple of days and eating a lot of meals, and you wake up, you're like, I feel pretty full still from the past few days' meals. Your body may be sending you signals to eat less because of the calories you brought in over the past few days because our body stabilizes over a period of time. So I'm not saying not to eat it all those days. I'm just saying that if your body is saying that you only want a little bit less or that you only want lighter meals, that that's okay. Because I remember last year I was sitting next to someone who had said that they feel so full from the past few days that they almost didn't want to eat the meal in front of them. And just saying that truly from a place of my body just doesn't want food right now, like I feel a little bit bloated and stuff from the past few several days of having events going to around the holiday season. And somebody else said, well, it doesn't matter what you ate yesterday. It doesn't matter if you're not feeling hungry right now. You still have to eat food today. And that is true, but we should also honor the fact that if our body is telling us that we are feeling full, that that's okay. Just like if you wake up that next day, even if you had a massive meal yesterday and you're hungry today, it's okay to honor that hunger because our body is regulating. If we're really leaning into that trust in our bodies, that means both for the hunger and the fullness cues that our body is giving us. Do you want to put a little caveat in here that I am not talking about this from a perspective of if you are taking a medication or have a medical condition that is impacting your appetite? I'm leaving that out of the conversation for today's episode. I strictly just mean from if your body is just sending you those different signals because of the amount of food that you've been eating and leaning into that trust in your body versus the intellectual part that's like, oh, I know I had this amount or I know I had this amount. 
if we're truly leaning into intuitive eating and our body's intuition and our natural systems in our body to regulate our hunger and fullness, that means trusting in the signals that our body is giving us. Whether if that's for more food in one day than we would normally eat on other days, or that's for less food than we would normally eat in a day. Okay, I do like to throw in some different tips in here for you to incorporate into your own journey at different stages. So the first one is reminding yourself that you can always have more later. I find that really helpful because we are, get really used to external cues for our food. So whether that is looking at the plan for the day of what I'm allowed to eat or whether that's being, you know, growing up in a household where you're told to finish your plate. Because we can get used to the visual cues, whether that's seeing our plate empty or seeing the container that we're eating out of empty for when we stop eating or whether that's seeing this list of food that you're allowed to eat in the certain portion sizes that you're allowed to eat for the day. So we want to turn, so we want to practice tuning into how our body feels. So we want to, and one of the ways that we can do that is in the beginning, really playing around with the permission side of it and just seeing like, if I stop eating now, I wonder how I will feel. Like, will I feel satisfied with it? And we can always set that aside and be like, okay, I can have more later if I want to. Let me just see how my body feels right now with the amount I've had. Or you can eat the whole thing and then decide how you're feeling with that amount of food. The next piece is mindful eating because there even is research that shows the amount of satisfaction that we get from food is decreased if we have distractions. So practicing mindful eating where we're paying attention to the food that we're eating can increase our satisfaction with that food because that's how like if we're just watching TV and snacking, sometimes we can eat it all without even realizing it and not feel satisfied with what we ate, but also feel hungry or while also feeling overly full. So the mindful eating piece, which is just paying attention to the taste, the texture, the temperature, all the different aspects of what you're eating while you're eating it. So another thing to practice when feeling and honoring your fullness is making sure you're honoring your hunger. Because if we're waiting until we're feeling extremely hungry to eat, it's very easy to eat quickly and to eat more and reach the stage of feeling overly full because it's easier to bounce back and forth between extremely hungry and extremely full. Because when we get to more of those extreme stages of hunger, then our body's responding like, oh, I need to eat really now and we can get really ravenous versus a much more when we eat when we're at early hunger or hunger, then we can just feel a lot more calm and ease around the food because we don't have so much urgency. All right. And then the last one is making sure you're paying attention to satisfaction versus emotional hunger. Because satisfaction with food is part of a combination of our physical fullness and the taste cravings that we can have around food. And sometimes if we haven't learned the differentiation between our physical hunger and our emotional hunger, I'm grouping mental hunger in with our physical side of it because that's the satisfaction is that combination of taste and our body's physical needs versus our emotional hunger because sometimes we can keep eating trying to get to that satisfied point but if the satisfaction that you are seeking is a relief from emotional discomfort then it's often going to feel more like a bottomless pit because that emotional eating really is only bringing comfort in those moments that it's distracting us from the emotion that we're seeking distraction from. So if we're feeling anxious, that pleasure that we get from eating food, because we do get pleasure from eating food because that's part of our survival instincts, is it wants to make food pleasurable because 
our bodies need that nourishment. So our bodies make that process of eating one of the things that gives us pleasure because if we didn't, then we might not eat and then we might not get those nourishment that we need. But we can use that against ourselves by using food to distract ourselves from a physical discomfort such as anxiety. So if we're feeling anxious, eating that food will momentarily distract us from the discomfort of feeling anxious. And we can eat until the point of feeling kind of numbed out from that emotion. Because the example that I like to use, which I'll share here in case you haven't listened to some of the previous episodes, is emotional hunger. The way it works is very similar to if you were to walk into an empty room and hear an echo, it's because the sound waves are bouncing off the walls and there's nothing to stop them. But as soon as you put furniture into that room or put up rugs or curtains, then there's stuff to absorb the sound waves. So it stops bouncing off the walls. So when we are feeling anxious, which people feel in different locations in their body. For me, it's in my chest, like a swirling. I've had people feel it kind of as a pressure in their thighs or butterflies in their stomach. Those are vibrations in our body, just like the sound waves are bouncing off the walls. And when we have food and bring pleasure in, it's like putting the furniture into the room. Or if people are shopping or overworking or whatever it is they use to distract themselves from that emotion, it's muffling that vibration. Because if we're not used to, because if we don't understand how to process that vibration in our body, then it can feel extremely uncomfortable and we and want to make it stop. So if we learn to process that emotion, we don't have to use emotional eating to escape our emotion. But it's important to distinguish between the satisfaction and understand which thing we're looking for because that can drive us to eat more food by looking for that escape from our emotion, essentially. And I just wanted to mention that here just because we want to start building that awareness for if we are eating for the satisfaction and for physical and the mental need for food versus our emotional desires. All right. So that's this week's episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Better Than Healthy podcast. If you want to learn to trust yourself around food so you can stop overeating and feel more comfortable in your body, I want to invite you to join my coaching program. Come visit me at foodpeacenutrition.com to learn more.